0: Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 214, The Power of Intention. It's February 16th, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, et cetera. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any fashion. There is no longer any music for my podcast intros or outros. I invite you to join the movement and request that other podcasters and social media content creators stitch the music when combined with voice which would be helpful for people who have hearing loss or are hard of hearing. End of non-musical intro. The power of intention. Well, before I dive in on this subject, which makes me chuckle, please understand that I am not a medical professional, I'm not a therapist, and nothing I say in this podcast, as I mentioned in the intro, is designed or intended to be medical or therapy advice. If you are feeling suicidal, hopeless, or life is simply too hard for you, I am asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. The Power of Intention. Well, this actually is a title of a book by Dwayne, Dwayne W. Dyer, D-Y-E-R, which I happened to pick up in the early, well, it's maybe 2004-ish, probably right after it came out, and I was mesmerized. I loved the book. In fact, I not only loved Dr. Dwyer's book, The Power of Intention, it was like the first time I remember feeling understood. Like that book was so me, and I felt understood for the first time in forever or a long time at any rate. I just loved it. So what did I do? I recommended the book to quite a few people and guess what? They did not love it. They not only did not love it, they thought it was either garbage or one or two people said they couldn't make sense of it, they could not understand it. Which led me to the understanding that when something is out of your comfort zone, if it's too far out of your your normal or your purview or your wisdom or understanding, it may sound like garbage or it may not make sense or it may just sound like gobbledygook. And so I of course of course I stopped recommending it <laughs> because I like to keep my reputation good. And that didn't help me. But it did further my wisdom and understanding that when Someone feels like they can't understand something, or it sounds like garbage, or they just you know can't make sense of it. It it sometimes is very often simply past their level of where they are, past their where they are as a human being. Now, what's also interesting about this subject is I just recently did a podcast about your MOs, your operating modus operandi and i did not include intention as one of mine which is a huge one so i was kind of chuckling about that as well intention as a noun is one the act or act or fact of intending two: an aim that guides action or an objective three something that you want and plan to do four determination to act in a certain way, and five, an act or instance of determining mentally upon some action or result. So those are the five different definitions for intention as a noun. I'm going to give you some synonyms. For the balance of this podcast, I will be using the word intention. However, For some of you, that word is simply not gonna resonate or you're not gonna like it or it makes you uncomfortable. Here's some other words you could use. When I say intention, you could think of this word. So some synonyms for intention include purpose, intent, goal, plan, aim, objective, idea, ambition, target, project, desire, point, end, dream, hopes, and wishes. So whatever word or words resonate with you, use that instead if intention doesn't do it for you. Because I do understand intention for some people is like, what? So you could think about your dream. You could think about your your intent. You could think about your ambition or your desire or whatever. Whatever whatever works for you people. All right. So things that influence our intentions according to the theory of planned behavior which is a cognitive theory proposed by Asgen in 1985. There are three things one, personal attitudes, two, subjective norms that means our perceptions about what other people think, and three, perceived behavioral control that means the extent to which we believe we can control our own behavior. So that's things that influence our intentions, according to as Jen, A-Z, J-E-N in 1985 in the cognitive theory. Now, there is, in looking at the research, which was very confusing and not cohesive in my humble opinion, there was quite a bit on the intention-behavior gap. So there are different ways to phrase that, but intention hyphen behavior gap was one of the more common ones. And that's the difference between your intentions and the actual behavior. So from the research looking at the intention behavior gap, one note was that strong intentions provide better predictions of behavior. Therefore, a strong intention will reduce the gap between intention and behavior. And number two, strong intentions are more stable over time, meaning that they're less pliable in the face of interventions to change and more likely to bias information processing about engaging in the behavior. Strength of intention, however, is not independent. It is... It, it, it is contingent upon other things. Now, in a PubMed article, Mark uh, Farley's PhD ponders to explain the gap. So this was not, this is not a research study, but an article by Dr. Mark Farley's that's titled, Why We Don't Just Do It. And the just do it is in quotes like the Nike commercial. And he is suggesting in his his piece that there are five additional aspects that should be considered when we're looking at the, uh, the gap between intentions and behavior. One is the motivation. Two is the trigger. Three is the response to the trigger. Four is the capacity and five is the process. So my my research was all over the board. I, I just found such a mixed bag. It was really hard, hard to sol- sort out. And I think this is one of the things that's just not well researched. So it is what it is. But I'm gonna give you some of the influences that can influence your intentions. So number one is your thinking. Well, I have a podcast titled Influences on Your Thinking in which I cover 16 different things that can influence your thinking, which is not all of them, by the way, 16 of them. But there are things that will influence our thinking, which of course, our thinking influences our behavior. Number two, your emotions. What precedes an emotion we know, according to the research, is a thought. Now, there was some... Hints at research about the impact of emotions on the intentions behavior gap. But anyway, so your emotions will impact your or influence your intentions. Three, your mindset, your attitudes, and beliefs will most certainly impact your intentions. Four, time and what happens over time. Five, external influences that would be outside people, events, situations, informations, etc. Six, your desire to need to your desire to or need to conform or fit in may influence your intentions 7 your personal strengths may influence your ability to set and maintain intentions over time or your perceived strengths 8 your relationship to failing or failure may play a role in a setting an intention or b acting upon an intention nine your ability to be flexible or open-minded or ask for help be creative and many other factors will likely influence or impact your intentions over the long haul even in the short term actually ted Your ability to be patient and have resolve if your intention takes longer than expected. We would call that tenacity, grit, or staying power in the face of things not working out. Eleven, your personal history. Twelve, your level of self-awareness or self-perception. Thirteen, your self-discipline. 14, uh, do, being able to do whatever it takes, and, and 15, your desire. So those are just some of the things that will influence intentions and even the ability to set intentions. So what? when I say the, the power of intention, where would I set intentions or where could you set intentions? Well, number one, you could set intentions around any relationship. That could be family, friends, children, co-workers associates at an organization neighbors etc any relationship you could set an intention number two conversations i've had in the past where i set an intention for the conversation so before the conversation took place i created an intention for the outcome of the conversation three areas of life all areas of life pretty much you could use intentions you could use it in finances housing transportation health and wellness work and so on number four with group dynamics i'm a big fan of group dynamics and using intention when it comes to group dynamics can be helpful in social good or social justice number six ending issues or problems in your life or your world or the world And seven, in conflict resolution or problem resolution, in a a triad or in a dynamic of two or two or more people, intentions and being intentional can be very helpful. So you could basically set intentions around anything in your life, any area. Now, you may, if this is new to you or not your strong suit, You may have to confront or transform some areas of your life to be able to fully step into the power of intention. So the first thing you might have to confront, transform or learn about is yourself, your own mind and your own thinking. Yourself, your mind and your thinking can be your best friend or it could be maladaptive. So you might have to look at that to your emotions. Thoughts precede emotions, but one area people do not have great facility around is emotional regulation, emotional management, emotional processing, emotional intelligence. So emotions, number two. Three, your fears, worries, and concerns. Those are can be showstoppers for the power of intention. Four, the input of others or the ability to turn, tune others out. I recently did a podcast that's titled pay no attention to that man behind the curtain which is really a nod towards what credence you give to the input of others whether it's their thoughts suggestions feelings emotions or what have you five your ability to dream or think big for many people who are in survival mode or suffering they're in domestic abuse or dealing with life challenges they cannot dream period let alone dream big or think big and that's okay but when it comes to intentions, this may be an area to work on or transform. Six, your relationship to rejection, failing or failure could be something that has to be looked at or addressed. Seven, your habits or practices. That would be how you do life. Eight, skills or abilities nine your ability to stay in the game in particular when it's not looking like it's going your way and ten your willingness to go it alone if that's how it goes so those are some of the the areas that might have to be looked at evaluated transformed or changed for you to fully embrace the power of intention and quite frankly for some people they have to face themselves Like, I don't know what you would have to look at to embrace and employ the power of intention. So what we know so far is that number one, attaching a high or strong positive emotion to the intention is extremely beneficial, if not critical. Where you see this done historically, historically in life, for decades, if not since mankind began, is with athletes and coaches. They will have their team imagine winning the championship or winning the game, and and they will get the team emotionally hyped up on that. You also see this in weight loss programs and other training and development where they focus on creating the positive, powerful, strong emotions attached to the end game or attached to the intention. So one of the ways we say that is see it in your mind, feel it, imagine it. I don't really believe this is optional. You may not think it's important and that's fine. You don't have to. But in this area, I would suggest visualization and anticipation of which I have a podcast on of which we have now newer medical research on the value of visualization in terms of medical benefits so that's number one take some high positive emotions and attach it to your intention number two set yourself up for success we know that's going to help you so what does that mean well i don't know what it means for you because i'm not you you will have to figure out what will support you in completing on your intention Will you need resources? Will you need coaching? Will you need encouragement? Will you need to put up a sign or a poster to remind you of what you're committed to? You might have to brainstorm to figure out what are the different ways you can set yourself up for success. I strongly recommend doing whatever it takes to set yourself up from the get-go to be successful. Number three thwarted intentions, broken dreams, failure. So I've had several intentions in my life that did not come to pass. No, no, they did not happen, people. And it wasn't because I didn't give it my all. It wasn't because I didn't make a heroic effort. What's important if you're going to use the power of intention is for you to understand that sometimes you can have a very strong intention that you follow up and you do your best, and it might not work out. It just might not work out. In those instances, my suggestion is why I'm bringing this up is that you get to work on your emotions because it's painful if you set an intention and it doesn't work out, and it's especially painful if you set an intention and then work like crazy, and it doesn't work out. (laughs) That's painful, so manage and process your emotions about whatever happened, whatever didn't happen, whatever intention was thwarted, or whatever dreams were broken, and decide what you can learn from it. I'm a big fan of what they call post-traumatic growth which is learning from a loss learning from bereavement learning from a life challenge now you could take an empowering view to whatever intention was thwarted or whatever intention didn't work out like i dodged a bullet (laughs) that's one of mine sometimes i think oh i'm kind of glad that didn't work out i thank you universe thank you god i dodged a bullet um boy, I'm really lucky. Like, I don't know, but you could use an intention that does not come to pass for your good, for your betterment. And I do recommend that. And I have a podcast titled Using Emotional Pain to Your Advantage, which really is the post-traumatic growth, but I didn't know the term at the time. Number four, no harmful or bad intentions towards other people in any way if things don't go well. That's 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 not we don't do that And if you're doing that stop it. Okay, you know better you take the high road So if the things don't go well or they go badly or they're horrible or whatever You do not send bad intentions or bad wishes or bad anything towards other people You take the high road number five build a team well I say that because what we know from the research is if you have a buddy, an accountability partner, or people on a team, that is statistically going to boost your success. But you have to make sure that the people, if you have a team, or you have a partner, or you have an accountability coach, or whatever, that they're really on your side. And sadly, sometimes people are not. Number six, I suggest adopting the terminology we learned from Carol Dweck's research that's called a growth mindset. I recommend a growth mindset over a fixed mindset because it will give you lots of benefits. And in using the power of intention, a growth mindset is going to be much more helpful to you. Number seven, wake up to your thinking. Be vigilant, pay attention. You know, thoughts precede emotion. The issue is, number one, we often lack a consciousness to what we're thinking. And number two, there are all kinds of things ruminating around in our subconscious, unconscious mind below the surface that we're not familiar with. So wake up to your thinking. I do recommend the Power of Your Mind podcast. That's a great place to start. Number, so we'll say, wake up to your thinking is number seven. Number eight is the power of your mind. And number nine is learning to control your mind. Now, I know for some of you, you're like, oh yeah, that'll never happen. Guess what? People have been learning to control their mind since the beginning of mankind. It's been written about for thousands of years. You can learn to do that, and I highly recommend it. 10 is dreaming. It's time to create your dream life, why not? Well, if you're in domestic abuse, if you're dealing with someone who has a health challenge or is not well, or you're in survival mode, or you have some other things going on, it might not be the time for you to dream. And I would request that you make it okay, that you set aside dreaming for now. When I work in a one-on-one coaching relationship with executives or individuals, regular people, Sometimes depending on their life circumstances or whatever issue is on the table We will set aside dreaming We will set aside creating a business plan or their future or their dream life So you can come back to it, but unless you have something really Difficult going on if your life is going. Okay, then I would suggest dreaming That's a great use of the power of intention Number 11 emotional processing skills. Currently on my website I have version 6.0, version 7.0 will be up very soon. Maybe today or for sure next week. I highly suggest this people it will it will change your life. Please take my word for it. All right, number 12, be kind to yourself. Especially if you are just beginning to learn how to use the power of intention. If you've not been a a fan and a diehard user of the power of intention all your life, then be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself as you build new skills and learn how to use this. Oh, that's what I suggest. All right, number 13, <laughs> be playful and have fun. Well, why not? I mean, come on, people. Life is hard. You know that. I know that. There's no There's no debating that, I don't think. <laughs> Even for somebody whose happiness is my thing, like I know how hard life is. I know how painful life is but I enjoy playing and having fun and you could bring play and fun to this idea of the power of intention. If it's not been your area of expertise, number 14 belief, 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 belief is a powerful tool. It shapes your thoughts. It shapes your reality. It shapes your thing. It shapes like your emotion. It's like very, very powerful. In executing the power of intention, my strongest recommendation is that you bring the power of belief that you can do it to whatever attention you're setting. Of course, what's ideal is having alignment between your thoughts, your thinking, your goals, your vision, your beliefs, and, and your and your intentions. That's like it's always good to be in alignment. It's always good to have harmony within your, what you're doing. But if you're sitting there thinking, well, I'm going to set this attention, intention to get a new job, but I, I won't ever do it. that Why are you bothering? Because if you believe you won't ever do it or you believe you can't, then you won't. So bring belief into the mix and use it to support the intentions that you are setting. Number 15, be authentic and real. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> This is extremely freeing. And maybe for you, if you have not lived a life where you felt you could be authentic and real, which would be reasonable, by the way. Like, there are plenty of people who tell me, you're not good enough, you're this, you're that. Like, uh, you know, like, for some people, I will never measure up. And guess what, people? I'm okay with that. I am quite okay with that. I've been okay with that since before the seventh grade when I wore my headgear to school (laughs) because I didn't care what people thought of me because I was already being authentic and real. But this is not where most people live. Maybe for you, the intention for you to set is to start being authentic and real. It's very freeing. It's extremely powerful. I think once you get to it, you'll really love it. For many people, there are some showstoppers that they would have to deal with to be able to be authentic and real. So my, that's my last suggestion. So my recommendation to wrap this all up is you could play with this idea. What, what intentions could you set? How can you bring the power of intention into your life? And of course, clearly reduce the behavior intention gap or the intention behavior gap by, by getting a hold of your mind, by getting a hold of your thinking, by getting a hold of your emotions, because it's your thinking and your mind and your emotions that often take people out of the game of whatever intentions they've set. To me, this is extremely powerful, a little ironic that I never, it wasn't even on my list of podcasts to do, but okay, universe. And let me know how I can help you because I want you to have this beautiful, amazing life where you are well-loved, you are happy, you are healthy, and life is good for you. That's what I want for you. That's why I have a library podcast for you as well. So let me know how I can help you. I do love you. That's all for now. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 214, The Power of Intention. I certainly hope you're going to start using the power of intention in your life if you haven't been already or boost it if you've used it but kind of been a hit and miss. Please share this podcast on social media so you can help other people move towards happiness, love, abundance, and all the good stuff. I love you. That's it for now.